Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, August 18th. U.S. stocks rebounded to finish the day higher following yesterday's release of the minutes from the Fed's July monetary policy meeting. Economic data for jobless claims and manufacturing output out of Philadelphia came in better than expected. Stronger-than-anticipated earnings results from down member Cisco Systems lifted its shares, though Kohl's Corporation's miss and lowered guidance weighed on its shares. VJ Wholesale Club traded higher after beating forecasts and issuing higher full-year guidance. In other economic news, existing home sales fell more than expected, marking the sixth straight monthly decline. Additionally, the leading index decreased for the fifth consecutive month, but by a smaller amount than expected. Treasury prices edged higher to put pressure on yields, and the U.S. dollar increased. Crude oil prices rose, while gold traded lower. Asia finished mostly lower in the wake of recent disappointing Chinese economic and earnings data, while Europe ticked mostly higher despite some unfavorable economic data. The Dow Jones Industrial Average went up 19 points, or 0.1%, to 33,999. The S&P 500 Index increased 10 points, or 0.2%, to 4,284. And the Nasdaq Composite rose 27 points, or 0.2%, to 12,965. In moderate volume, 3.3 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.6 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil climbed $2.39 to $90.50 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price decreased $3.60 to $1,773.10 per ounce, and the dollar index gained 0.9% to 107.45. In equity news on Thursday, Dow Component Cisco Systems, ticker symbol CSCO, reported adjusted fiscal fourth quarter earnings per share of $0.83, above the $0.82 faxed estimate, as revenues were flat year-over-year at $13.1 billion, topping the street's forecast of $12.7 billion. The company said it saw strong demand with record full-year product orders and backlog, and it made progress on its business model transformation with annualized recurring revenue rising 8% year-over-year. Cisco Systems issued current-year revenue guidance that was above estimates and an earnings-per-share outlook that was mostly in line with expectations. Shares of Cisco Systems traded higher. Kohl's Corporation, ticker symbol KSS, reported second quarter earnings per share of $1.11, a penny short of expectations, with revenues dropping 8.1% year-over-year to $4.1 billion, just above the estimated $4 billion. Second quarter same-store sales declined 7.7% year-over-year compared to the forecasted 8.1% decrease, and its gross margin came in below projections. The company said its second quarter results were impacted by a weakening macro environment, high inflation, and dampened consumer spending, which especially pressured its middle-income customers. Kohl's Corporation lowered its full-year guidance, but said it is accelerating its share repurchase program to buy back approximately $500 million of its stock. Shares finished lower. 
BJ Wholesale Club Holdings, ticker symbol BJ, announced adjusted second quarter earnings per share of $1.06, north of the $0.80 cent estimate as total revenues rose 22.2% year-over-year to $5.1 billion, above the forecasted $4.7 billion read. While gross profit increased in the second quarter, merchandise margins decreased 50 basis points due to increased freight costs as well as investments in inflationary categories. The discount retailer stated that its expansion plans remain on track as 11 new club openings are expected in fiscal year 2022. BJ's president and chief executive officer stated, quote, We are expanding our footprint into new and existing markets with success. Our business model is designed to work well in the current consumer environment where value is king, end quote. The company issued guidance that came in higher than expected. Shares traded noticeably higher. With the retail sector putting the finishing touches on second quarter earnings season, of the 470 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, roughly 63% have topped revenue forecasts and approximately 76% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Compared to last year, revenue growth is tracking to be up 14.1% and earnings are 8.2% higher. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Liz Ann Saunders, points out in our latest Schwab market perspective titled Mixed Signals, how the unexpectedly strong July jobs report belied considerable nuance in the broader economic picture. But she notes that leading economic indicators and an inverted U.S. Treasury yield curve, historically harbingers of recession, are showing pockets of weakness in the economy. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders, and you can follow all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Thursday, Weekly initial jobless claims came in at a level of 250,000 for the week ended August 13th, better than the Bloomberg estimate of 264,000 and down from the prior week's downwardly revised 252,000 level. The four-week moving average declined by 2,750 to 246,750, And continuing claims for the week ended August 6th rose by 7,000 to 1,437,000 versus estimates of 1,455,000. The four-week moving average of continuing claims increased by 13,250 to 1,413,000. The Philly Fed Manufacturing Business Outlook Index unexpectedly moved back into expansion territory with a reading above zero for August. The index rose to positive 6.2 versus estimates of an increase to negative 5 from July's negative 12.3 level. New orders improved solidly but remained in contraction territory and shipments grew at a much faster pace while employment growth accelerated and prices paid decelerated but remained elevated. Existing home sales were down 5.9% month-over-month in July, more than the Bloomberg consensus estimate of a 5.1% decrease to an annual rate of 4.81 million units versus the forecast of 4.86 million, 
while June's figure was downwardly adjusted to 5.11 million units. Contract closings fell for the sixth straight month, its lowest level since May of 2020, as sales all over the country were lower. Northeastern and Midwestern sales were down more than last month's figures, while sales in the South and West declined less than in June, but were still negative. According to Bloomberg, the nearly 26% decline in previously owned home sales since January of 2022 marks the steepest six-month plunge on record since 1999 and underscores a housing market that's reeling from elevated mortgage rates and prices. The median existing home price was up 10.8% from a year ago to $403,800, but slightly lower than last month's countrywide average price of $420,900. The number of homes for sale rose slightly from last month, and at the current sales pace, it would take 3.3 months to sell all the houses on the market, which marks the sixth straight monthly rise. National Association of Realtors Chief Economist Lawrence Yun said, quote, We're witnessing a housing recession in terms of declining home sales and home building, end quote, but went on to say, quote, It's not a recession in home prices. Inventory remains tight and prices continue to rise nationally, end quote. Existing home sales account for a large majority of the home sales market and reflect contract closings instead of signings. The Conference Board's Leading Economic Index, or LEI, for July declined 0.4% month-over-month, less than estimates calling for a 0.5% decrease, and compared to June's upwardly revised 0.7% drop. The index recorded its fifth negative read in a row as jobless claims, ISM new orders, building permits, and average consumer expectations were the biggest drags, more than offsetting gains in the average work week, credit conditions, interest rate spread, and less noticeable increases in other categories. Treasuries have been choppy as of late, with the markets digesting some cooler-than-expected July inflation data and last month's stronger-than-expected labor report grappling with the economic and monetary policy implications. The U.S. dollar has also resumed a rally after a recent pullback from multi-decade highs reached in July. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses in our Schwab market perspective how the Fed has embarked on one of the most rapid tightening cycles in over 40 years, and with inflation continuing to outpace wage growth, more rate hikes are likely on the horizon. Kathy also offers analysis of the greenback in her commentary titled, The Strong Dollar, Can It Continue? You can follow Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Jones, and be sure to check out our latest edition of our Financial Decoder podcast titled, When Interest Rates Rise, What Should You Do With Bonds?, which features Kathy. Treasuries were higher, with a yield on the two-year Treasury note down seven basis points to 3.20%, while the yields on the 10-year note and the 30-year bond decreased two basis points to 2.87% and 3.13%, respectively. No major reports will be released on tomorrow's economic calendar. In international news on Thursday, European equities nudged mostly higher despite reports showing Eurozone construction output declined in June and consumer price inflation for July was unrevised at a record high. 
A host of hot inflation data has forced the Bank of England to join the Fed in aggressively tightening monetary policy and has pushed the European Central Bank down the tightening path. Energy stocks led to the upside as crude oil prices rebounded from recent tumbles, while the materials and industrial sectors also moved to the upside to help lift the markets. The euro and British pound dipped versus the U.S. dollar. Bond yields in the U.K. traded higher, while yields in the eurozone were mostly higher, with Switzerland's yields being the exception. Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, notes in his article titled, Shortages Have Led to Gluts, how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. Also, Jeff discusses in his latest article titled The End of Rate Hikes, how the signals from central banks that rate hikes, which began last year, may be coming to an end, could be welcome news for investors looking ahead to the next 12 months. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index and Switzerland's Swiss market index were up 0.4%. Germany's DAX index and France's CAC 40 index increased 0.5%. And Italy's FTSE MIB index rose 1%. While Spain's IBEX 35 index traded 0.1% lower. Stocks in Asia finished mostly lower, with the markets continuing to digest disappointing economic data out of China recently, which prompted its central bank to cut some key interest rates this week. Also, some lackluster Chinese earnings reports appeared to weigh on sentiment, headlined by tech giant Tencent Holdings Limited's ticker symbol TCEHY's first-ever revenue drop amid the regulatory scrutiny and COVID-related lockdowns. China's rate cuts diverged from key central banks in North America, Europe, and the UK, led by the Fed, which are aggressively tightening monetary policy to fight persisting inflation pressures. China's economy has slowed noticeably in the face of the COVID-induced lockdowns, and Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled China's Yo-Yo Economy that although an economic rebound in China is underway, according to government and private sector data, its economy and stock market may remain volatile. Economic data was light, with Australia reporting an unexpected decline in its employment change for July. Meanwhile, geopolitical tensions between the U.S. and China remain elevated, mostly due to the evolving situation in Taiwan, with the U.S. set to begin trade negotiations in September, of which China has expressed opposition. Japan's Nikkei 225 index decreased 1%, with the yen trimming some of a recent rebound versus the U.S. dollar from multi-decade lows. The yen has chipped away at a sharp drop that began in March, as the Bank of Japan also lags other key global central banks in monetary policy. China's Shanghai Composite Index declined 0.5%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index fell 0.8%. Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index traded 0.2% to the downside, and South Korea's KOSPI Index dipped 0.3%, while India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index bucked the trend, ticking 0.1% higher to extend a recent winning streak to five sessions. 
Out of Asia, the most notable report on tomorrow's international economic calendar will be Japan's CPI figures. For Europe, we will get reads on the UK's retail sales and Germany's PPI data.